the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Are you a percussion player too, Pastor Sean? Well, that's right, I am. Hit me. That's terrible. It's, it's the new beat. Yeah, I want to. I want to do over. Come on. <laughs> hey, welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, Baron Wiley here. Pastor Sean, what, dude? Congratulations, my friend. Thank you, Baron. You Thank know where you. I'm we're going. All, we're all very excited. We're all very excited. You are a Chicago Bears fan. You've heard that. And we're talking about you got the number one pick. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. The Chicago Bears are on the clock because they came in last place. Because they lost better yeah. than anybody <laughs> with, by design with more flair and with more creativity uh, and again a great end of the season though oh so beautiful uh you know this was a rebuilding year we knew it yeah. the, the big win was do we determine is justin fields a he's the man a franchise quarterback and he is i'm convinced he is unbelievably talented the bears got rid of several key players to get some big contracts off their books they you know had a number of role players planned and then we knew this year was a year mm-hmm. where we'll see you had high hopes at the beginning and then you got it well high hopes of of not being horrible yeah okay and so it turns out that didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness we had a lot of injuries a lot of starters on injured reserve by the end of the season uh, did fields get injured in the course of the year did he miss a game yeah yes he yeah. did missed a couple yep. yeah i was always yep. worried about that guy because he scrambles and he's amazing he's pretty good at not taking big hits because our offensive line is so suspect at uh-huh. this point that he was in more danger in the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's safer on the run. All right. So the the way it happened. Oh my gosh. God's oh, will. It, it was. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who are not NFL fans, um, Lovey Smith was the coach of the Chicago Bears back last time they made a Super Bowl appearance in 2006, I believe it was. Wow. Uh, they lost in that game to the Indianapolis Colts yeah. with, uh, with Peyton Manning at quarterback. Uh, so Lovey was the, uh, he was really a very successful Bears coach. They actually fired him at, at the end of a 10 and six season. Wow. Who, who does that? No. Okay. Long story short, he is now the coach of the, of the Texans who have been the most terrible team. Okay, the Bears were not the most terrible team throughout most of the year. They were one of the most terrible, but not the most terrible. So Houston had the number one pick locked up. The Bears go play the Minnesota Vikings, who are, what's the record, 13 and 4 or something? something. Yeah, playing the Vikings, and they knew they were going to lose this because the Vikings still were fighting for seeding. So Mm -hmm. that was an important game for them. The Bears, it's like, we're better off if we lose. They sit Justin Fields. He's on injured reserve. Bears lose, as they're supposed to. At the same time, the Texans are playing. The Texans are winning mm-hmm. part of the game, which is great news. And then they, they're behind the Colts. And it's like, oh, okay, well, we're, they're going to get that first pick and we'll have number two, which is, oh, okay, that's not terrible. Lovey Smith, one more service. His second most important game as a Bear coach was when he wasn't a Bear coach. It was when he coached the Texans. Exactly. Because they go down, they score a very improbable fourth down, 20-yard pass, score, and then he goes for two for the win. Yeah. 
He was fired later that night. Correct. I mean, <laughs> but just, he did his greatest game for the Bears were the NFC Championship game where they went to the Super Bowl <laughs> and this one as the Texans coach. So do you think that he got fired and now he's got a job waiting for him back in uh, Chicago? Because that sounds like a move to, for the Bears. Uh, man, I, I, if Matt Eberflus wanted to hire uh, Lovey Smith as his defensive coordinator, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't cry over that. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And now the Texans, who need a quarterback, and that's what you do if you need a quarterback, you want to draft up to number one position, they could have to trade for, with the Bears oh. for, the, for the draft position that they previously owned. That's brilliant. So uh, it's just – anyway, if you're listening to this, go, why do I care about this? I don't care about football. Just know this matters because isn't football so many times a, a metaphor for life, yes, Baron? God loves football. God, God loves football. <laughs> That's no He loves golf, I think. There's many a golf joke. No. No? He doesn't love it. <laughs> he, He's involved in many a golf joke, but come on. Come on. <laughs> God sleeps through golf when it's on TV like the rest of us, okay? There's no better. I always thought when Lovey Smith – Retired from the Bears. I don't remember where he went right after that. Was he like a defensive mm, guy? Offensive guy? Yeah, I think so. I think well, when he showed good. up in Houston, I thought it was Lovey Smith's father. <laughs> oh, with that big white beard. Yeah, exactly. Great, epic beard. It is epic. epic beard. Wow. So anyway, just you need to know uh, there's a little p- more pep in my step. Okay. Yes. Uh, the Bears, they have completed like the perfect rebuilding series. Now, understand they have the first pick of the draft. Okay. okay. They have their franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they have the most, by far, cap money. And again, if you're not an NFL fan, you don't know what that means. You picture the Bears all walking around with nice caps on. <laughs> okay. They have the most cap space. They have the most money to spend on free agents and on their current players. So it's just a very good, going to be a very good, exciting offseason yeah. for the Chicago Bears. Don't get me started on the Cowboys. Hey, let's uh, talk about happier things. <laughs> let's talk about happier things. It's New Year. and How's uh, the diet coming, Sean? Did you make those resolutions to, uh, you know? Quite honestly, uh, Baron, I, uh, I didn't make any resolutions like that. I, I want to continue. I had a workout regiment that I did last year and I was pretty consistent and yeah. so I've started out and I'm in the same place and I'm at a weight that I'm pretty comfortable with so I just don't want to I don't want to lose that rhythm good for so. you uh, and so with that a lot of people make that one yeah and one thing I know it's very personal to you you talked about it on Sunday there um, as part of the theme of the new year so yeah. it's to stay in the word yeah Bible reading yeah that's one of the things I do want to talk about today because you know as people make resolutions and you know physical fitness ones and you know I'm going to be more disciplined I'm going to do this that, and the other one of the ones that I, I think a lot of people look at is getting in the Word. Mm-hmm. And New Year's a great time because it's a key discipline that I believe will radically transform your spiritual life. Because honestly, it's the beginning of hearing God's voice. This Christian life of ours is relational. It begins with a relationship with God. And how can you have a relationship with someone you can't communicate with? And people go, oh, I don't know how to hear the voice of God. Well, how, tell me about your Bible reading. Well, I'm, I don't really do a lot of that. Okay, hearing God's voice begins by being a person of the Scripture. The Scripture, it is his inspired and authoritative word. He gave that word. The story of the Bible is an amazing, miraculous Mm -hmm. story, and it just has proven itself faithful. It has proven itself to be God's word over and over again throughout the centuries. And so it is the beginning Mm -hmm. of walking with the Lord and understanding his voice. Still the number one bestseller, yeah. even though it never they never show it on those lists in the magazines. One of the top selling books is it's always the Bible, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not the New York Times bestseller. They don't, they don't, and are you surprised? Come on. <laughs> and then all the different versions underneath that. There, by the way, what version do you recommend? Uh, are you in? I use two primarily: uh-huh. the ESV English Standard Version and the NIV New International Version, mm-hmm. and those are two slightly different. Uh, the ESV is really, it's, it's reminiscent, and what I, I use this one for study as well a lot and have for years, the New American Standard Bible. 
These are the most literal translations. The thing about the ESV and the uh, New American Standard NASB is they are word-for-word translations. Mm-hmm. The NIV does, it's more a thought-by-thought translation. So it's funny. They're very similar. I'm very comfortable with someone reading or using either. I find I like the way the NIV says it better sometimes mm-hmm. because, again, they, they smooth the thought out. Mm-hmm. But the ESV, if I'm going and I'm digging down to language studies and I'm digging into what is, what is really being said here, I find it to be a little more you know, literal and connected to the original languages, and as does the NASB, the New, New American Standard. Another version that's kind of popped up uh, in the last generation here is uh, is that Message Bible. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? Uh, of course, of Eugene course Peterson. Are. Eugene Peterson, who yes. passed away here a couple of years ago. Yes, he did. I, I love Eugene Peterson. I loved his writing. I loved. I heard him speak a couple of times. It was really, truly, you know, wise man of God, very introspective, a thinker. The Message, I think. Eugene Peterson is a serious scholar, so he went from the original languages, but he wrote it, and that's why I, I refer to it, it as the message is Eugene Peterson's almost commentary right. on the Bible ah. because he takes lots of liberties and to interpret, and that's the, understand that's why you want a literal translation because I don't think in translation is the point to interpret, and I, there's going to be some because translators have to decide what does this really mean, but Eugene Peterson made the message so accessible and so relatable. But I think also there are many times when he took leaps and assumptions that it's okay for a teacher or a commentator to say, we think it could mean this, but when you put it in and then use that as the scripture, yeah. I think you're in a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. So I, I love the message. I'll read the message to get some different insight or to get a different feel of a passage, but I don't use it as a Bible in the, in the traditional sense. Gotcha. And then there's been whole church splits on what Bible gets used, starting with the King James Version, mm. 1736 mm. or whatever there. Mm. But how did that all have? Give me any insight on the history of the Bible in America. Well, just on that particular thing, because what might be more relevant for people is that King James thing. Why do some people, why are they so? Yeah. And, and King James was an excellent translation at its time. It is a very scholarly, and it is a good translation. The problem is not typically between the Hebrew and the Greek and even the Aramaic sections to King James English. That's a pretty mm-hmm. solid translation. It's King James English to contemporary English. That's where the misunderstandings come in. So that's why uh, I don't have any religious attachment to the King James because, you know, that's people say, well, that's what Jesus spoke in. Yeah, right. No, he no. didn't. No, <laughs> no, he didn't. He was Greek and Aramaic, and, you know, that yeah. was the language of Jesus' day. But the, the King James is a good translation. It's just hard for contemporary readers. That's why I love the ESV, the New American Standard. They're very literal. They're very solid, very accessible. Mm-hmm. They're in understandable English. And the NIV is a fantastic translation. There are others. You know, the New Living, it takes some liberties at times that I'm, they make it not my favorite, but what? it's actually really a really accurate translation that is super easy to read. Pastor Sean, so uh, as people have this resolution, as you encourage people to get in the Word, where do we start? Right. I want to address two key questions that people have when they go to start a Bible reading and say, okay, I want to get in the Bible. I'm going to do it this year. You know, one is where do I start? Okay, where do I begin? How do I figure that out? And the second is, how do I actually do it? How do I study God's Word? So Mm. those are the two questions we want to look at. Where do I start? Let me just say, I recommend a Bible reading plan to walk you through a 
organized, systematic approach to where you read through the entire Bible. I don't think you have to read through the Bible every year. I know many people who do that. We, we go for a pace yes. that is much more about listening for God's voice. Okay, yes. So you might already have a plan, and if you do, go for it, man. That's awesome. If you don't, I'd like to recommend the two-year plan that we use at River City Community Church. You can go to reallife.org. On the menu items across the top is get involved, and under that, click on follow, and you'll scroll down to the Bible reading plan. In our Bible reading plan, you'll read two chapters per day. Oh, one, one chapter from the Old Testament and one chapter from the New Testament or Psalms. Each year, you will read through the New Testament Psalms completely, and you'll read through half the Old Testament. In two years, you will have fully read through the New Testament and Psalms twice and the Old Testament once. So it's not quite reading the whole Bible every year, but it's it's New Testament every year and then Old Testament every two years. And then you just start over. And if you like your one-year plan, that's great. But our goal is greater consistency, mm-hmm. depth of understanding, and most of all, Baron, and I want you to hear this. I want our listeners to hear this. Spiritual listening. Mm. Okay, This is about hearing God's voice. And I think sometimes when we get on a plan and go, and we, we're so goal-oriented, we just start plowing through. Okay, i got to get my plan done. got to get my plan done. Good. I read yeah. through the Bible here. What God say? Yeah. Well, I don't know. And I want to make sure that you have time to savor the word, to hear what God's saying in a passage, and to draw from it. It's not a race. You're going to be doing this the rest of your life, mm-hmm. right? You're going to read over and over. And I want to suggest God wants to speak through his word every day. And so I encourage you so that you have space to listen. I know that you do this practice in the morning when you wake up. Is that uh, oh, yeah. the best time? Yeah. Anybody who doesn't read in the morning is just not godly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm being facetious. Uh, I love to start my day. I'm an early riser, though. Uh-huh. It's very easy for me. I suggest reading when you're at your best. I, mm. think, I think starting your day because it's the idea of setting your mind. Mm-hmm. Like if you say, oh, but man, I'm, I'm groggy in the mornings. It takes me two hours to wake up. Good. Re- do your main reading, your main study, and your journaling at night. If that's better for you, great. But in the morning, go back to the scripture and read maybe one of the key passages that was impactful to you and just pray and, and get your mind in that mindset of, God, I'm listening for you. This is what you've said to me. I want to follow you today. Well, to your point, there's verses that talks about, you know, early will I seek thee, you know? Right, right. So, but there's something about waking up, putting on the full armor, starting your right. day just with I that, agree. With that nourishment, yep, I guess. Yep. And I think even if you're a nighttime reader, which is great, mm-hmm. that's, I'm very, very serious. That's awesome. But take some time in the morning to refresh your mind with what you read, to pray and just say, God, this day is yours. Uh, let me give you a resource. Okay. Um, if you're, if you're looking at the Version Bible app, oh, is yeah. such a great resource. And I mean, it's got all kinds of different resources. You can find commentaries through there, lots of reading plans. Uh, the two-year reading plan we use, our reading plan is there. We're not the ones who put it there. A church named called Riverside Church, we want to thank them for that. They posted that plan. It's based on Robert McShane's Bible reading plan, okay, a very famous Bible reading plan. Okay, but Riverside Church put it on there, and it's on the version app. It's very simple. You look up two-year plan, two-year Bible reading plan, and it'll have two boxes, two mm-hmm. app-looking boxes, year one, year two. Okay, start with year one, and then the next year you'll do year two. And the beautiful thing about the version plans, that the Bible reading for that day is all in one section. They have audio. Yeah. And some people are like, you know, I have a hard time reading, or maybe I don't like that, or, or you know, I like to listen to things on the way to work. You can do that with this plan. That's what I do. You, that audio is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I recommend that you don't do all your Bible reading on audio because it's really hard to stop and pray. And, you know, you've you got your eyes closed, your hands raised. It's very dangerous behind the wheel, you know. <laughs> With <laughs> so, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, now I think I, I, I recommend you have some time and space where you're un, not distracted. Mm. But on those mornings, and, you know, we all have them where th- this morning I have elders prayer here at 630. I you rarely ever have to set an alarm, and I'm usually up 5, 430. Today, ma'am. I set my emergency alarm at 5.30, and that's when I need to get up and get ready and leave the house to be able to go to elder's prayer. Uh, I hit that alarm. So yeah. this morning, my Bible reading portion was on the road, and it was wonderful. I used the version Bible app to be able to do the scriptures, and I'm praying through, and I don't recommend. That's not my everyday routine. Usually, it's before I leave the house, and I spend some time quiet, alone with the Lord. But when you, when you need it, that audio is there. And maybe you're a person who learns better through audio, yeah. you know, and that's great. That is there for you. Uh, take advantage of it. It's a, the U version Bible app is a fantastic resource. I use the uh, the guy with the English voice since since Jesus did speak, uh, oh. you know, King James. There, who do you have? Do you have Liam Neeson on your phone or James Earl Jones? What do you got? In the beginning was the Word, <laughs> and the Word was with God. <laughs> no, I do not. I have the English guy. Yeah. Okay, that's just messed up. Okay, but why is I, it always an English guy? Well, because the, uh, the t- there's two American guys. Okay. This is, and I'm using the NIV because I like this guy. Here's from this morning, uh-huh. my Bible reading app. Here he is. Genesis chapter 11. <laughs> now the whole world had one language. and a- That's my Bible reading yeah. from this morning. That's awesome. it was, the Old Testament passage was Genesis 11. And, but- Saul, and Saul told David, I will find you. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> I, I will find you and I'll throw spears at you. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Liam and Neeson could make a lot of money there. Uh, <laughs> Reading the Bible. Oh, yeah. Uh, let, let's keep going on there. Uh, all right. So, again, the second question you asked there, Pastor Sean, was how do I study? Right. Where do I start? How do I study? Right. Okay. Here is a simple outline that we use. Again, if you go to reallife.org, go to our Bible reading plan, uh, reallife.org slash get involved slash follow, and you can just click these links Go to Get Involved, go to Follow, go down to Bible Reading. You'll find this. We have a simple outline to help you study the Bible, and it's called REAP. Read, Examine, Apply, Pray. REAP is an acronym. In other words, you sow some time and some discipline, and you're going to reap the good fruit of God's Word. REAP. Each of those has a particular meaning and what we do in the context of a Bible reading session. So you've got your Bible reading plan. You've got your two chapters you're going to read. And so beginning with read, you prayerfully read through your daily reading. And I can't stress this enough. I'm not just reading something to get through it. I'm saying, God, I want you to speak to me. So I pray that, Lord, please speak to me through your word today. And one of the things that makes this work so well, any particular sections of your Bible reading for that day. So let's say there's a section of that Genesis 11 passage we just read that God stirs something in you. Jot that down, write it down in your journal, because that may be the prompting of the Spirit. And we're going to come back to that in a minute, okay? But make note of these verses in your journal. And I just want to encourage you, keep a journal, Mm -hmm. okay? I don't love journaling, but for Bible reading and for things like that, it's a fantastic practice. And, you know, you do find that there's so many prayers that you write down, and then you get to go back and read those and see how God answered those. It's just a a simple journal. This is not, you're not writing for anyone to read it. It's between you and God. And you're simply jotting down scriptures that, that mean something to you, what God speaks to you through those, prayer requests. It doesn't have to be in, you know, you know publication special, form. Pastor Sean, is that my Shan inherited a Bible. For, she's got a line of 
pastors and reverends behind her. Right. And so when she inherited those Bibles and saw all his notes in there, yes. that's, it's like, oh my God. Yes. I have a Bible like that for my mother awesome. and it, it means so much. So those journals might mean something very much to your children someday, but really they're for you to be able to jot those things down so you can later on that day, if you're, you're trying to remember what you know, what the Lord said to you, or you're trying to share with someone, hey, I was reading and this is something God said to me. You have that in your journal. Mm. So in the read section, you pray, God speak to me and make note, it's all God's word, but there may be something that jumps out at you. And so I make note of that. And then the next section is examine. So it's read, examine, apply, pray, read is first, then examine. And that's where we're going to look more deeply at the passage. It may be, quite honestly, it might be the passage that you've highlighted. Mm that one particular section, but you're looking at everything always in context. But what we, way we do that is we ask and answer some key questions. Here's some key questions for you to do. And what we're going to do is we're going to put this in the podcast notes so you can have these questions. Awesome. The first question is, who was this passage written to? Who's being addressed? This is a significant principle of understanding Scripture. Who was it originally written to? Who's being addressed? And then that is for the purpose of answering the second question. What would they have understood the passage to mean? which is really significant. And one way you go, well, how can I answer those questions? Get a simple study Bible. At the beginning of every book, it'll have a section telling you who God used to write the book. Um, what time period were they? What was the circumstances surrounding the book? Who was it written to? And what that does is it tells you, it helps you understand that scripture in its cultural context. Mm-hmm. Rise up and let's go to Jerusalem. I, I don't know that God's necessarily telling me I need to go to Jerusalem right then and there. But we are having a trip to Israel in February of 2024, <laughs> so you can go to reallife.org to find subtle. out more about that. Reallife.org slash Israel to find out more, okay? Yes. But no, but yeah, quit doing Reuven. <laughs> but but the, the whole point is just because in the Bible passage it said, hey, you know, go to Jerusalem or... Go to the land I will show you. Yeah, go to the land. I, okay, that doesn't mean that God's telling you that right now. Right. Okay, so that's an important thing. What would the people have, who have read it first, what would they have understood it to mean? And then the third question is, what am I to understand that passage to mean? What does God want me to know through this passage? What is he saying to me through this passage? And that's significant. Write that down. What did the passage say? Why did God's spirit stir? What do you think God's saying? Fourth question, what does God want me to do? How am I supposed to obey God's voice in this passage? That's a key understanding. So much of the power of God is released when we obey. Okay, And uh, so much understanding of biblical truth happens when we actually walk it out. We understand it in its fuller measure because we have obeyed the scripture and we learn so much in the process of obedience. Mm. And then number five, what does this passage teach me about God, his nature, Jesus, my salvation? And I just give him thanks for who he is and what he's done. Mm. Those five questions and a good study Bible help you go deeper every day and understand what's God saying. Because remember, We want to understand the scripture, we want to go deeper, and we want to hear what God is saying. That's our main goal. Lord, what were you saying? Why did you give this to us? What are you saying to me today? Okay. And then the A from REAP is apply. And that's simply in your journal, make note of what God would like you to do in response to what you've read. Now, and what happens is you also, in that time, make a plan to obey. There literally are times where you'll put, I'll put the journal down, I'll pick up my my phone and put on my calendar, hey, I need to make a phone call. I think God's telling me I need to call this person. So part of obedience is, okay, now I just put it on my, my calendar. It's on my schedule. Or I need to go across the street, talk to this neighbor, or I need to forgive this person and let them know. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever the step of obedience is, make a plan to actually do it. And that might mean calendaring it right there in your quiet time. I think that's a very spiritual thing, a plan of obedience. 
So read, examine, apply. What does God want me to do about this? And how do I apply this to my life? And then pray. You can write out parts of your prayer in your journal. Uh, I think writing uh, what you understood from the scripture and what, you know, asking God to speak that to you, I think take some time talking to, to him about the things he said. And then that, that leave some space to listen. God, what are you saying? Let him speak to you. Make notes of what you hear him say. I think a great practice is to at that this time to pray through the key elements of the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Jesus wasn't just giving us a passage of scripture to recite and say over and over. He was teaching us how to approach God in prayer. And so if you treat the Lord's Prayer that way and then you pray the ideas and the concepts that he taught us in the Lord's Prayer, you'll be involved in worship, you'll be involved in spiritual surrender, you'll bring your petitions before the Lord, you'll be have a chance to confess your sins. You'll have time for repentance. You'll have time to pray forgiveness on those who you need to forgive. You'll be able to intercede for people. You'll be able to pray for guidance, protection. All those are ideas we find in the Lord's Prayer. Wow. So you can have by following the outline of the Lord's Prayer and just taking time to let those be start launching points for these key ideas in prayer, you, you can have a powerful time of prayer by, by using the outline of the Lord's Prayer. Awesome. And then I think pray through your day. Invite God to lead. Invite him to speak. You've got appointments. Pray for those appointments. Mm-hmm. Got big jobs you're doing. God, give me your wisdom. Use me to get the job done, but also to be open to what you want to do around that. Help me to bless the person who I'm going to meet at such and such time or whatever. And then just ask God to bring his word that you've studied to your mind all throughout the day. I encourage you to meditate on his word. If there's that key passage, remember, you identified a key passage, maybe Put that in your journal. Maybe put it on, on a sticky note on your phone <laughs> or somewhere where you're going to see it, mm-hmm. where you can focus on that scripture multiple times throughout the day, at lunch, you know, in the afternoon or when you come home or before you go to bed. Or if you're the person who's that nighttime reader, then put that on so that when you wake up in the morning, you remember that scripture and you pray that prayer and you, you focus on it. it. You do this. Make that a habit for a lifetime. And, I, and honestly, share that with others as you walk in Christian community, biblical community. You will grow. It'll happen. Lots of different research has shown that this habit has the highest correlation to spiritual growth in a person's life. Well, I'm very happy to let you know that all this content is available, uh, well, on this podcast. Just go look in the notes, and uh, the outline is there. And yep. So I thank you for sharing this, Pastor Sean. Yep. This is good meat and potato stuff. Well, I just want people to get off, to get the year started right, and I want them to be able to experience the Lord's presence every day. And, you know, man, if you're reaching for real life, which is what this podcast is all about, this is where it starts. Well, again, just to recap, uh, give me those top four letters again there. Reap. Read, examine, apply, and pray. And so with that, Pastor Sean, would you pray? Yeah. Lord, thank you for your word and for what it means. Thank you for its timeless truth. Thank you for the way it's not just a manual or a contract or some just document, Lord. It is your word to us, miraculously spoken and given, protected and delivered to us. And we thank you. I pray that as we study your word, we'll hear your voice and we'll follow in obedience. And because of that, our lives will be changed and we can influence lives around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.